everyone. This is Adam Mauser of Mishmash Men. Welcome to our podcast, another episode. And we just want to thank our listeners and viewers uh, for uh, tuning in each week, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays for the podcast, Thursday for the YouTube. Um, you may notice if you're watching the video that we're missing the other half. Uh, Dusty is not able to make it today. Uh, but the show must go on. We wanted to, to uh, invite our guest uh, several months ago. In fact, it was after like two episodes. Um, I thought, well, let me reach out and see if we can get an interview. That would be great. Um, and uh, and sure enough, Erica Despain, she's with us today. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Um, she agreed to come on, but uh, her schedule's tight, and I didn't want to reschedule and lose the chance to interview you. So, uh the show must go on, and we'll, and we'll just continue to march without Dusty. Dusty uh, will be back with us uh, next episode. Awesome. Um, so, again, thank you for showing up, uh, for c- agreeing to meet with us, and uh, find out a little more about you and your business, All Things Madison. Um, the um, I'm a tell-all. I warn you. Okay, good. Do your listeners know <laughs> I'm kind of a big mouth. I like to talk, which is... What's going to make this so much fun? And I'm excited to learn more about what you guys are doing. And sure. Because this is a pretty new business too, right? And you guys are local. So all of those things fall Brand under new. my wheelhouse of interest for sure. So Well, great. I figured it would be an easy interview because uh, <laughs> I've, I've seen your work. Yes. <laughs> so um, what is All Things Madison? Mm, good question. All things, Mad- All things Madison, I always encourage businesses to have an elevator pitch, but it's kind of hard for me. All Things Madison, in a nutshell, is an online digital platform that covers the city of Madison, according to Madison mailing addresses, uh, via our website, social media, and email newsletter. We do have a few products and fun things that help encourage the local economy in Madison, but at our core, we are an online digital platform that advertises local businesses. Now, now, how did you get this idea for All Things Madison? I saw a hole in the market. I have a background in journalism and blogging and speaking, and I love content creation and honestly just sharing the things that I love. And I saw a hole in the market for things that were being shared online um, in the digital space about the city of Madison. Mm -hmm. Huntsville was covered up. All the big cities were covered up. Madison is not a, quote, big city, but it's all relative, right? Right. I mean, we've got 56,000 people that it could serve, and when there's a hole in the market, I said, I have the experience. Let's go. Now, have you, did you try this elsewhere? Because you were, um, you had moved around a little bit. You're from this area. I'm from this area. Mm -hmm. So we were an active duty military family. My husband was active duty for eight years. So um, I worked as a teacher for a few years. I was in journalism, switched my major uh, so that I could teach journalism in English once we met and decided that we were going to do this thing and get married. Um, and journalism's a little t- tough in the military world. Yeah. So I taught until I had children. And then while um, I was staying at home with our babies, he was deployed, I had a blog that I'd had since college. And I was one of those that never stopped blogging. It was really big when it came out in like 2007, 2008. Yeah. I never stopped. I learned how to monetize it. Um, long story short, here we are. So that transition, uh, you had that idea mm-hmm. and the, the timeline of that. So you, you just celebrated three years, three years, May so, 1st. <laughs> so let me, I'll do a little math here, public okay. math. Um, 
three years about three years ago, that's when the whole COVID fiasco started. <laughs> yeah, so there good was like math. shutdowns and stuff. So, <laughs> right. so how did that affect you? Yeah, so I'd had the idea swirling um, since 2019, and then January of 2020, I said, "Let's do this." Um, we had knew that our family was complete. I was itching to get back to work. And I just had this idea swirling for about a year. So my husband and I sat down, we made a business plan, and we started putting the wheels in motion in January of 2020. Okay. We had most things done by March 6th of 2020. So I went ahead and launched our logo, launched all the things, sharing that on May 1st, 2020, we were going to have this big thing that was going to start serving the city, not knowing that exactly a week later on March 13th, right. that was kind of the day that Huntsville shut down. Yeah. And uh, that was hard. Yeah, I bet. But, you know, on with the show. Right. And we used that first year to just build our credibility, not make a penny, but, you know, try to keep businesses alive and showcase what we could do. So uh, for social media marketing, the, yeah. the barriers to entry are they're, they're not as high as if you had a brick and mortar place that you're trying to advertise. Sure. So, mm -hmm. uh, but there, there are costs, uh, to that. To running the business you mean? Running, yeah. Oh, a tremendous amount. A lot. <laughs> People have no idea. Neither did I. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think with any business, the more money you make, the better you do quote better successfully. Um, you do the more you have to continue to maintain that excellence and mm -hmm. pour back into your business and so that's what we've had to continue to do and just level up in all the ways. And right. that costs money to do it well. And I think that's a little bit of the misconception is that some of these online things aren't really businesses, but whoo buddy, they are. They are. <laughs> and it's, it takes a lot of effort and, and to get your voice out there, to, to have people pay attention to you. Sure. Yeah. Right. And, and understand and consider us credible. Right. Um, and voices of authority that takes a lot of trust and doesn't happen overnight. Right. So, yeah, that's the big thing is the trust for sure. Uh, because mm -hmm. you can post all kinds of content, but are, is anyone going to pay attention to this? Right. Yeah. And then actually, you know, in the majority of my content, there's generally a call to action. So that's really important for our businesses that the people who are following along understand, Hey, there's a call to action. I could go attend this event. Hey, I could make this purchase. I could decide to shop this local business over the Amazon purchase. Um, and will they do that mm -hmm. is, you know, is what's up for question, I guess. So, so this, the call to action you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, that that's not new, but how do you, because you want engagement. Sure. Because that's how you draw more attention. Right. So wh what was the first step in that? that call to action, what, what, what do you do for calls to action for all things Madison? Sure. So, you know, generally it's not something that is black and white, like at the bottom of a post, I don't say, so now go do this. Right. But I think there is an underlying call to action of if you like the plants that we have purchased, <laughs> if you like the experience that I've described, your call to action is go shop the local nursery over your Home Depot. Yeah. Um, if you have enjoyed... If, if, if you enjoy air conditioning, baseball, socializing, and you don't like X, Y, or Z, your call to action is to buy the air-conditioned stadium club seats at the baseball game. Right. Um, and so just sharing all of those things, and then I think people understand what they could do next with the information. Right. So, so just kind of lead the horse to water. And, and then they make their own decisions, yeah. right? Right. So Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I reviewed your website. Okay. And you had uh, four values uh, that I enjoyed looking over. How'd you come up with those four values? Can you talk about those a little bit? I love that question. No one's asked me that. So that's a really good question. My core values were developed with my team member. So I have one full-time employee, Lauren. She's my director of operations, meaning I do all things content and she keeps my head on straight with all the other things. Mm -hmm. And when she came into the business last August, she looked behind the scenes at hey, I understand these are the things you value. I understand your mission and vision, but you actually have nothing official. A business should have those. And I thought, you're right. So over the next five months, she did a really good job of listening to me um, talk about the things that I valued in the business um, and where we wanted things to go and what our mission and vision actually were instead of just what sounded cutesy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then over Christmas break, she developed those things and presented them to me. And I about had tears in my eyes yeah. when she presented them because it was truly what I value in my heart for our business. Right. And um, and they're all a little bit lengthy. Like I couldn't even like spit all the things out because I am wordy. But we have them displayed on our website, Mission Vision Values. And at the end of the day, our core is just to be incredibly authentic, very forthcoming, um, very transparent. And to just work really hard to put businesses first. Yeah. So. Well, I'm going to, I'll just touch on each sure. of the four real quick. Yeah. And if you've got any thoughts, but I really like, I, I like these a lot. Um, although Thank I have a you. question about one. So sure. the, the, uh, the first one, every business has a story mm-hmm. and um, the, this is all centered around local. Right. And, and because we're talking local, well, we're talking about local businesses. That means usually uh, mom and dad, parents, um, this single guy, you know, people that you could relate to that you normally work with Yeah. that now they're trying to start up this new business or they've had this business and they have a story. Mm -hmm. And so, so focusing on that, Mm -hmm. it makes it personal. It's that personal connection that I think everyone values. If you're going to do business with somebody, it makes it human. It humanizes that logo. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, honest reporting. You don't need to say much about that. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's a non-negotiable, but that's, uh, that I enjoy seeing it, that, that you're, you're broadcasting. Can I say something about that real quick? I actually get a little defensive about that one because I will have some people behind the scenes message me and say, Hey, for real, do you really, did you really like that business or did you actually really like it? And I always laugh and I understand that question. I, it is no secret that we offer paid advertising opportunities. Um, So I understand that people are like, she's being paid. (laughs) Like she has to say that um, she loves it. However, it's a two way street. When I agree to partner with these businesses, I say no to probably 10% of the businesses that come to me. Mm -hmm. I can't get behind them. They can't get their act together. And if they can't get their act together when they're emailing with me, then they're probably not going to offer a great customer experience. Right which means I don't have a lot of good things to say about you. Right. <laughs> and so um, I don't even exaggerate anything I say, because if you, Adam, go to then take my advice and go to that business, I hope you're going to have that exact same experience I described. And then you're more likely to trust me next time. Right. Which benefits our businesses. Right. So when I get my eyelashes extended. When you get your eyelashes done. <laughs> Abby, that's for you. <laughs> so... Um, and you, you mentioned something there about, about 10% of the businesses. Mm-hmm. Is that decision made based off of just the, um, the quality of their business acumen? Or is it like 
you know, uh, Sam's um, taco truck. Mm -hmm. uh, I tried their tacos. I can't stand Sam's tacos. Yeah. Uh, is there any calling like that? And you don't have to go into details. But yeah, no, it's actually generally a customer service thing. Yeah. If um, if I am if they're just struggling to answer my questions, they can't tell me how someone completes their purchase. Oh, we want people to sign up for our event. We don't even have a place for them to sign up. They can just email us real quick. And it's like, no, they're not going to email you real right. quick. You need a landing page. You need something that makes you official and that's helpful to them when they're making their split second decisions. Um, you know, just certain things like that. Or if it takes four weeks to get a response, they reach out and then they send me back one quick sentence. They don't seem to really be engaged in this conversation anymore. Sure. I don't know. You just, I've worked with over 300 businesses at this point. So I have a pretty good quick read on, are you going to serve the people that are following me well right. or not? And I'm kind of unapologetic about that. Yeah. Well, is that's that, good. Is that good? Yeah, it's okay, really good. good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, I'm going to save the third one, which is the local impacts. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, the one I had a question on, make resources available to the all, to all levels of businesses. Yeah. Can you talk a little more about that? Sure. So this is the age of the side hustle. Yes. Everybody has a business, <laughs> you know, yeah, every, because you know what? You can. I mean, if you are have an interest in something, you can listen to a podcast. I mean, podcasts are some of the best way to learn about topics because you just put in your earbuds, drive, go about your day. Um, you can just information is readily accessible. Um, then you just need a little bit of your own gifts and self-motivation and maybe some finances to go forward. Um but generally, it's sometimes one person or you have all the way up to uh, a big corporate chain. So we're talking people have a variety of budgets um, and a variety of things that they can do. So what we try to do is offer advertising opportunities that start really, really small, like $100. And we will split that into four payments for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want $25 a piece and we'll spread it out over four months. We will make that happen for yeah. you. Um, and so it, because it's small business to generally small business. And right. so, uh, you know, we had, I won't, I won't be too descriptive, but this one girl was so incredibly motivated to get her business off the ground. She had yet to make a penny but she knew she wanted to start strong and start with real customers, not necessarily her family. Mm -hmm. And so we did. We took a $100 payment, split it into four <laughs> so that she could just make it work. Right. Um, and we're just committed to that. Yeah. So. Are, are your, all your businesses uh, direct customer, like business to customer mm -hmm. uh, type things? Or do you have any B2B business to business uh, experience? As far as how they... Find me to advertise? No, just exposure. Um, are you? Do you have any clients that are? It's well, I'm I'm advertising. Let's say I'm a, um, uh, you know, I'm a voiceover guy, mm -hmm. and I want to have this voiceover business, but that's I'm not selling to a customer direct. Sure. I'm mm -hmm. selling to another business. My the mm -hmm. skill that I have. Sure. Do you have any customers like that? Sure, absolutely. I mean, anyone who has something to offer, yeah, and it is their business and it's something that is relevant to the community in some form or fashion, we will cover. I had um, someone come to me and he's really interested in doing just that. He creates marketing material and, and big blow ups for events, but his customers, other businesses. Yeah. 
But you know what? We have hundreds of business owners in Madison and 40 plus percent of my audience isn't, isn't in Madison. Yeah, right. Um, so absolutely. If, if they want to go with my method of advertising, then let's go. Okay. The, the reason I ask, uh, and it dawned on me because you said everyone's got a side hustle. Mm-hmm. My side hustle is not only this, but I'm trying to get into voiceover work. So I've, you would do very well at that. Well, thank you. I was actually thinking that you had a good podcast voice because not everyone does. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I, I've been doing some recording. I made a commercial for the gym cool. uh, for social media. So I've, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to dabble in that. But then I've got this day job where I actually earn money. Right. Uh, it kind of gets in the way of my side hustle. Yeah. So for, for the voiceover business, what we would do is, hey, there's a guy in Madison. Here's what he does. And if if that is relevant to you or if you know someone that it's relevant for, Here's the content. And then there's that subconscious call to action. Right. Absolutely. So. Um, so let's, let's dig a little bit into the, um, the local impacts. Okay. Uh, I, I've, I mentioned before we started recording, I had my own opinions about, um, about buying local. And my, my opinion was uh, the truncated version is, Hey, I'm a consumer. I want the best value. If that best value means I'm going to go to Walmart or one of the big box stores, whatever, fill in the blank, that's where I'm going to go. Sure. Because that's the best price. Mm-hmm. That means the most to me. That's what I value. Sure. And then um, with the, um, it wasn't the, the COVID so much, it was the quarantine and the effects of it and who was allowed to stay open. Yeah. That I started really like looking around like, well, why, why mom and pop restaurant can't stay open, but Applebee's? Sure. Um, not to pick on Applebee's, but they're a big chain. Right. And uh, it was frustrating. And mm-hmm. so then I, I flipped completely. So now I try to go out of my way Interesting. Uh, to, do, to, to do local. So what, what's your, what are your thoughts? So I, ag- I agree with um, both mindsets that you've had and still struggle with both mindsets. Um, let's take a children's birthday party toy, for example. So here would be my struggle. Here's the dilemma. You're going to, I have three kids between the ages of three and nine. So we go to 17 birthday parties per weekend. Yeah. Um, and so I need a second job to afford the birthday party gifts. And so do I go to Target and get the $30 gift where that's going to get me a game and maybe a pair of cute pajamas or something else? Or do I go to our local uh, baby and children's store where gifts are a little more pricey which one? Generally, nine times out of 10, I am going to go to the children's store. And here's why. Though the gifts are a little more pricey, I find that I enjoy the experience more because I'm just somewhere that's a little bit unique. B, they have things I cannot find anywhere else, meaning there's going to be a good, um, you're just satisfied with the product that you buy. You feel good about it because generally you're talking straight to the owner. When I go to this particular store, the owner is the one that that rings me up. She's going to package it, put a cute little bow on it, et cetera. Um, and it's just overall a really good experience. And so for that reason, because it's more than just spending the money, it might be a little bit of a lesser gift. Maybe it's one item instead of three at Target. But the entire experience was positive. I find that it's that way with restaurants, that it's that way with our nurseries. That's another perfect example. Yeah. You could get flowers a little bit cheaper at Home Depot, but there's something so nice about going to a local nursery and just walking around, enjoying what they have. There's an educational piece to it. There's people that are helpful. They're happy that you're there. Um, so I find that if you can find a good local business 
where you have a good experience and a good product, continue to go back. Right. Now, if the local business stinks and they're not appreciative <laughs> and you don't actually enjoy what they have, then they're getting in their own way and okay. Yeah. But if it's one that's it great, it, it makes it easy, right? But if it's one that that's great, it just almost make, takes the decision work out of it. Have you seen um, like the, the landscape, at least statewide, maybe mm-hmm. even regionally or maybe even the U.S.? Is there more of more Erica Despain's running around mm-hmm. uh, highlighting local businesses? How's that? Is it do you think that people are changing their minds like me? Oh, a thousand percent because our local small businesses where there's only one of them. Um, I mean, there, there are very few small businesses in, this is in my opinion, very few small businesses where there's only one location, like a lot of the ones in Madison that are just making bajillions of dollars. The majority I would say are struggling weekly to keep their doors open. Yeah. Truly every $100 purchase makes a difference. And I think because there are more online voices that are highlighting complimentary because a lot of people just want to be content creators. So they're just advertising all these businesses for free, trying to gain their followers. And it really helps those businesses. It's really a win-win for both party. Sure. Helps the local businesses, but it also helps the content creators that are trying to grow their own business mm-hmm. in the meantime. So yeah. okay. for sure. So what's your day-to-day like? Cause you, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you're posting things uh, there's a lot of content. There's on a lot of way. content. So, uh, like, do you sleep? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I love to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So you, like, you get up in the morning and uh, you're go, go, go. I am go, go, go. So I am very routine person. I thrive on routine. And when I'm out of it, I get a little whacked. So uh, I wake up at 425 and I go to the gym every morning. That's, like, my happy place. It's just very, very good for mental health and routine. Yeah. I take care of my kids in the morning. All three of them get off to school by 7.30. And then my work hours um, are 7.30 to 2.30. I don't do lunch date with friends. I don't run errands. I don't put a dish in the dishwasher. That is my work time. Um, Because to be honest, I need every second of it. And really do consider it just like if I was at the office. Um, And that is why I'm able to take on the amount of work that I do because I do work so many hours as an entrepreneur there's a direct correlation between how much you work and how much money you make right so of course I would love to work 20 hours a week who wouldn't love to work 20 hours a week but I make a I make a full-time income right I can't expect in year three to make a full-time income on 20 hours of work right so I have to be very self-disciplined in that 2:30, I try to shut down and I pick up my kids and parent and do all the things. I'm a very social person. So we really? love to, oh, very, yeah, so what a surprise. So we love our family and friends and um, just try to stay balanced because I just don't want to burn out because as an entrepreneur, you have to stay motivated, right. self-motivated. So out of those work hours, the seven-ish to two-ish? 730 to 2.30. 7.30 to 2.30. Um, in the, is there a certain part that you dedicate to like, well, I need to do research on the following topics and then I'm going to record uh, I, it might be slightly event driven because mm-hmm. uh, if there's a grand opening at uh, the Maple Biscuit, yeah, mm-hmm. Maple Street or something, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. 
um, then obviously you want to be there at that. But sure. is there, do you have that kind of part of your day regimented? Yeah, you know, I listen to a podcast. Like I said, I you know, podcasts are great. Um, I listened to a podcast a couple of years ago that was recommended by a friend that talked about take your think about what you um, what do you need the most brain power for, right. <laughs> and when are you the most awake and motivated and all the things for me that is 7 30 to 10 yeah i mean i could run a marathon from 7 30 to 10 so that is generally when i do all of my email responding and my written content because written content is hard yeah. i mean it, it's you know it's even for you someone that focus. loves to write you've got to focus and so that is um generally when i will do that and then do things that maybe don't require so much self-motivated like this is not hard for me this is fun for me so we're recording at noon. Right. Um, and so I try to block my day like that. Yeah. You, you brought up, there was an interesting podcast that I got turned on to by two different folks. Actually, it wasn't a podcast so much as a, as a book, but it was a uh, working genius. Mm. Uh, Pat Lanchoni, he does a thing okay. on, um, he, he wrote the five dysfunctions of a team. And then he came up with this working genius concept. And, um, you know, it, the idea is that you you organize your team and uh, based off of these working geniuses, these six categories that, that he has uh, he's developed. It's basically kitchen table psychology. Yeah, uh, applied I love kitchen table psychology is really good. It's one of the best things I've seen. But it, it reminded me a lot of the things you're talking about mm. are things I've heard on his podcast, uh, Working Genius. It's I'll tell you more about it later if you're interested. But it's I love see I'm all over that stuff, and especially yeah. when it comes recommended yeah. from someone who has found it very applicable and credible, then I'm all over that. <laughs> he, he talks about what brings you joy. Like it, mm. the idea is like we, you can't have this job where all you get to do is the things that bring you joy. Uh, so two of the six are, those are the things that bring you joy. Two of them are competent and then two are like your drags. Now you're going to have to do those things. Yep. But truth, but, but at least uh, recognize it, know yourself and then you can know others a lot easier. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. That's that, you know, people, I, I wouldn't say I hear this comment as much anymore, but it reminds me in some of the early days, people say, oh, you're, you're so lucky. You just get to try on clothes or go get eyelashes or do X, Y, and Z. Eat biscuits. Eat biscuits. Oh, oh, because truly I do go to, pre I mean, I get, I could go to a press event, breakfast, lunch, and dinner five days a week. Like I could go eat all the free food and it's not great for my waistline. Um, and so, because there's so many great businesses, um, people think that's what it is because that's what's public. Right. And that is what I love, right? The behind the scenes though, is not always the most fun, but it's, it is crucial to the things that people see publicly. Right. And so if I don't like all the non-fun stuff, I don't get to do the fun stuff. Right. And I think that's important to know just an entrepreneurship in general. Right. Yeah. Like here's the yuck. And I got to do it. <laughs> well, a lot of folks will see what they want to see. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's this threshold that you get in, in like, corporate world mm -hmm. of um, executors of people to do whatever function. But then when you have that step function of going up to management or leadership, yeah, there's the things like, well, I have this problem. 
you ask around, has anyone ever had this problem before? Not, not, not like that one. And you have to figure it out. Why? Because you're the last person. Yeah. Same thing with being an entrepreneur. You have to figure it out. Right. Buck ends with me. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's a, Yeah. Good question. So where are you going with All Things Madison? Is it going to continue to grow? Are you going to get a bigger staff? Are you, are you right-sized right now? Oh, me. Do you mind if I do a time lapse no, for you? Fine. Because I am a content creator. It'll yes. look cool later. Um, just... You can ignore it. <laughs> um, so where are we going? I People ask me that all the time, and it's a great question because the online space is changing. Mm-hmm. So we are committed, and I say we because I do have a full-time employee and two contractors. Um, we are committed to s- creating online content for the city of Madison wherever people are online. Mm-hmm. I mean, AI is changing the game. Yeah, AI is, uh, is blowing everyone's minds. Um, there is always going to be need for the internet. There is always going to be social media. Everything is online and it will continue to be, um, at least for as long as we're all alive. So how are people finding their information about our community? I want to be there, which just requires a lot of, um, reading and research and being just very aware of my own behaviors and how I'm getting information and then what I'm doing with it. And then creating it. I would love to hire four people tomorrow. (laughs) There's a lot of parts of my job that I don't want to do anymore. Um, But it's a chicken or an egg situation where do you go ahead and I give up my income to hire other people who will then make money. And then I now I have the team and they're making money and then I can start paying myself again. Uh, Or do I just give up half of my income and hire, what do you do? Right. Um, and that's a common. And what there's risks and all those decisions. Y- yeah. yeah. You've, you, it's hard to be very conservative and risk taking and be a business owner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I do think there's educated risks though. Some people take risks too far. Right. Like, well, I mean, it's a risk. I'm just going to do it. Well, just recognizing what that risk is. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, but hold on, think about it for a second. Like, Maybe it's not a good idea. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But this is this is it for me. I don't foresee myself doing anything else for a while. Yeah. Okay. So what um, what are some things that have been total surprises for you in the community? Some kind of thing like, hey, I had no idea this was going on. I didn't know we had this in Madison or in the area. And any surprises like that? Everything. I am influenced by my own content every single day. Uh I, I guess I'll start with, I wondered if there would even be enough content for me to do this longer than six months. So about three months before we launched, I was like, Hey mom, will you, my mom, my parents live in Madison and said, will you just drive me around? And as we pass a business, I'm just going to look them up on Instagram real quick. We got about a half mile and I realized I can't look all these up on Instagram. I'll just start writing them down. Well, then we're passing so many, I couldn't write them down. Then we're trying to do chicken scratch. I mean, there are so many things happening in a small town um, that I realized quickly, there's always going to be a storyline of some kind. And it's not just businesses. We cover events and just awesome people. That's really, if I could make a living just writing about people who are amazing and don't get their stories told... That's what I would, I'm going to get there at some point. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure out a way to do that (laughs) because that's my heartbeat. 
Um, but I really am influenced by my own content. As soon as I figure out what you do and I learn about all the things, um, then I'm usually the first person to, to make the purchase. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, we talked a little bit about the small business um, and, and the long-term goals. Is there, um, is there any concern that you have or any competition that you might have? Uh, because, I mean. Uh, Great question. There's a lot of online content creators. A there's lot. a low barrier to entry. Uh, someone might see your success and they're like, hey, this is easy. All I got to do is <laughs> run around and eat food and yeah. get dresses and get <laughs> That's lashes. That's all you do. Yeah. yeah, sure. Get eyelashes. So how do you differentiate yourself from any content creator, um, uh, anyone similar to you? Yeah. So from the beginning, I went into it knowing, because I did not start doing this till 2020. Right. I mean, there were local content creators in, in, there weren't a lot of like suburban ones, but it, I mean, big cities, this was not a new thing. Sure. And so... Um, for me, the way I look at, quote, competition is that if you, A, you're going to, people are going to figure out how hard it is. That if you want to turn it from a hobby into a side hustle, it's hard. And if you want to go from side hustle to your actual job, it's really hard and really expensive. So if you have the gumption to do it, then you're going to, you're going to do it and you're going to do it well, but we're not going to be doing the exact same thing because we I have my own voice. I have my own way I do things. And that person is too. Um, and I think people, as far as followers go, if someone follows me on social media and they also follow someone else that does something similar, that doesn't mean they dislike me. That's kind of the beauty of this industry with your competition. You can follow both of us right. and support both of us. It's not like a furniture store where, who are they going to buy the couch from? Um, the only differentiator with competition wise is for businesses. Who are they going to reach out to? Right. But I think even there, we, I mean, content creators have different styles. If you don't like what I do, then I guess we're not going to work together. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you like what someone else does, then go for it. Um, and that's kind of just the way I, the way I look at it. Yeah. So, which That's is good. a good, like, peaceful place to be. Yeah. You know, and I mean, fret. similar with podcasts, like, people can listen to two podcasts and, like, support both. Right. Um, you know, they love this one and then they love another one. So, it's it's good in that regard. What, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? <sighs> no. Or augmenting? No. I don't think so. I, um. I'm well, not trying to push you into oh, it. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great question. I've been asked that before. I think it would be fun because I love asking people questions and learning all their stories. However, I think it would probably be super far down on the level of interest that yeah. I would. And I also recognize it's a lot of work. It is. It's it is. a lot more than just sitting down with the mic. So Right. Mm -hmm. There's a certain amount of research and, and that sort of thing. Um, where can people find you? Hmm. So our website is our bread and butter, allthingsmadison.com. That's, that's the house. That's where you can find all the things and easily searchable. Um, social media, super active on Facebook and Instagram. But I do want to hire someone that will be able to manage LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. That is the next hire. The yeah. next hire is someone that is going to be doing my newsletter. Um, all of those things, someone that's helping me. I'm always going to be the one doing the content, but that's someone that's helping me develop and produce and post the content. Um, you know, someone who is writing 
roundup articles and all the things, at least a rough draft of them. Right. And so that's really the next thing because, again, there's this level of commitment that wherever people are, I want to be. And Twitter is having a resurgence. Yeah, it is. YouTube is not dying. TikTok, I don't know what to say about TikTok. Yeah. It's just it's just a thing. I don't know. Abby, I yeah, I don't know. You might be more in the TikTok thing. And then um, um, LinkedIn, I guess I just better be there. Yeah. I don't know. That's the way I look at it. But you know what? Our email newsletter is also a bread and butter. We, man, we will scour that thing. So I suggest signing up for my email newsletter. We, nothing spammy. We send one every single Friday morning with consistency. We do not miss. And we have a 51 plus percent open rate on that sucker. We're super happy about that. So, um, so I saw that the email newsletter and I, I don't like email. I get a ton of email. I'm sure you're, you're in the same boat. Yes. Um, but you said something that it's not spammy. Mm-hmm. And so that's like my differentiator. If there mm-hmm. is any possibility of spam, then I am just not interested because you can never seem to be able to turn it off. Right. They just find another way to, you know, this other person, you, yeah. you know, you unsubscribe. So, uh, so I'm going to sign up. You should sign up. Yeah. You know, I, it really comes back to, I will open a lot of emails and monitor my own thoughts. Yeah. Why did I skim through this? Why did I delete it? Why did I literally give it a quick scroll, but not read? Why did I click? And then I asked my team member the same thing about various emails she gets. At the end of the day, we want that email to not be just funzy or cute or just part of someone's Friday morning routine. We want them to open it and see something that is useful. Yeah. And if there is nothing useful for them that week, then they got a, a nice upbeat letter from yours truly. Yeah. And they can go about their day. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I asked about any surprises, and you you said, uh, you know, they're every day, all, all the business surprises. Is there mm-hmm. any other gym? Let's say there's somebody that wants to do something in the Madison area mm-hmm. um, that not that many people know about. Because I've, I've lived here. Uh, I retired uh, from the Army about 12 years ago. Oh, you're an Army guy. I am an Army guy. Um, I did about 20-some <laughs> years and love retired. It. Very cool. We'll and, have to uh, chat about that. We love We love this place. Yeah. Uh, and a friend of mine, uh, Gina, hopefully she's listening. <laughs> hey, Gina. Uh, she's, uh, <laughs> she's part of Leadership Huntsville, if you're familiar sure. with that. Mm-hmm. She was looking for ideas of things to do in here because she's planning a, a group event for them. Sure. And uh, she asked me, you know, is there anything new and interesting that maybe not everybody knows about? So is there anything mm-hmm. like that? Uh, and not to put you on the spot. Yeah. So event-wise? Event or just a place to visit that, you know. You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is we have this sweet virtual reality center and it is on Highway 72. It's called Your Altered Reality and it is owned. I am I am all in with Suzanne, the owner over there. Yeah, we it is affordable. My family can go in and escape to this virtual reality situation she has so many games and it's fun for my seven-year-old daughter and my 35-year-old husband I mean we have a ball in that place so for a group setting to go in and play virtual reality I think that's so much fun we also have really cool like swing dance options Uh that's the other cool thing about Madison is a lot of people just want to share their gifts and talents for free with you and so we have swing dance options that would be cool for a group we also have this amazing girl, um, Lauren Williams, that uh, moved here from L.A., 
early in the pandemic, she owns Tennessee Valley School for Performing Arts. She does adult classes where she'll teach you how to speak, how to do theater, how in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a daughter that has, um, she needs some speech therapy. She has a, a brain a brain thing with speech. So she just needs therapy, but she's graduated from therapy. So like, what else can we do for her speech wise? Yeah. So we've hooked her up with the theater girl. Right, which is really, really neat. I mean, we just have these incredible resources right here. And she lives two minutes from my home. Um, So great that we don't have to run all the way to South Huntsville, right? Right. And when you know about things that are right there. And it supports her at the same time. Sure. So super cool. So what questions do you have? Any? Oh, gosh. Put me on the spot here. Hmm. If you don't have one, don't worry about it. I just wanted to leave it open in case you did have a question. I know. Well, I have lots of questions like off, like, um, as a male resident in Madison and consumer sometimes of all things Madison content, what ideas do you have for content or what is something that you think would serve you better? Because I don't want it to be female focused and I like that I have 20% male audience, but I want to keep that and, yeah. and grow that. And for the audience of men to know that it is for them, yeah. even if you don't get eyelashes. Right. So what do you think? Who said I'm not getting that? I mean, you can. <laughs> they would take your money. <laughs> um, I, maybe uh, the thing that you did um, with the baseball uh, hey, plan a date night. Yeah. Um, with the and watch it air condition. Mm-hmm. I love baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like going to the Trash Panda games. In fact, I'm at a barbershop course and we sang the national anthem. Cool. Uh, last it was this month. In That's June. so fun. And uh, love the games out there. Um, but some days it's just hot and muggy, and you're like, eh, I don't know. Right. Uh, so so kind of date night ideas like hey yeah. take your wife out to this this would be a great dent or hey yeah. there's a thing for if you um have young men mm-hmm. uh, little boys and you want to take them to there's a fishing expedition uh, yeah. expedition thing you know or mm-hmm. a boat uh, whitewater rafting or some yeah. kind of rafting thing so uh, events like that that's cool and that's cool. i like to eat mm-hmm. so i'm always in on Me food too. i really want to go to that maple uh, biscuit place but so we went on Father's Day, and we had to get there at 730 in the morning. Yeah. I was like, kids, set your alarms for 6 on a Sunday because we're going at um, 730. As far as podcasting goes, there's probably a lot of reasons that you love doing this podcast. As someone who enjoys speaking on podcasts and consuming them, what do you, and I assume you do as well, you enjoy yep. listening to them. What are a couple of things that you really love about having your own podcast? So with respect to the podcast, I completely, I don't listen to local radio much anymore. Okay. I'm almost exclusively listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not the, it's not the local radio aspect so much as just the beat of the news updates mm-hmm. just done with it. Okay. Um, but I like informational podcasts, uh, and we strive to do that with ours, uh, dusty, um, it, he approached me. So he has. He and three, two of his other friends started Reaching for the Bars podcast. Okay. Uh, and we are underneath that family, RFTB podcast. Okay. Um, and he asked me last year if I would be interested in doing this. And mm-hmm. at the time, I was like, nah, I'm just not interested. I, I have too many things going on. I've got this new job I just started, et cetera, et cetera. 
And um, there are a number of things that happened, one of which was this uh, possibility of doing voiceover work. And I thought, well, that would be a great way to get exposure because you have to have exposure across the board. Um, and also, I have something to say. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain things um, that, you know, we're going down a, a particular path that I'm introducing these topics like logic and economics and those sorts of things. And a friend of ours asked uh, one of my other daughters, I have seven kids total. No way. Seven. How did I not know that? Um, Super cool. So uh, oldest still will be 30 in July. Cool. Uh, at the end of the month. And What's then, the makeup of girls and boys? Uh, oldest and youngest are boys. Okay. Um, it'll be, Andrew will be 30 in July. Joshua is, uh, he just turned 11. Cool. And five girls in between. Yes. Get out. That is so cool. Abby is the second girl, so third child, second girl born. Uh, and like we mentioned, she's a student at UNA. My oldest. So your started. oldest must have lost his mind when the baby was a brother. Well, he was actually out of the house now. He was like yeah. going to go to school. That's true. And so uh, when we found out. so That's uh, super cool. The... Um, and my oldest girl, she just started PT school, physical therapist school down at Sanford. Awesome. And uh, so anyway, we have four in the house now. Abby okay. comes and visits from UNA a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, a friend of ours asked Sarah, like, are you listening to the podcast? She goes, well, it's the same stuff I've been hearing for years and years and years. Uh, because it's the same, you know, like these are my interests. These are the things I like talking about. Okay. Um, so uh, so anyway, that's how I got started on this podcast business. And it's been, uh, it's been interesting. Um, and we want to do more like interviews, um, just interspersed every once in a while. Yeah. Are you familiar with the North Alabama Zoological? Yes. So Ethan, mm-hmm. uh, Woodruff, mm-hmm. uh, works for me. Awesome. And Small so, world. Yeah. So, uh, so we're he let me break the zoo story. Yes. My biggest story to date went bananas <laughs> two years ago. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So we're going to have him on uh, next month and talk cool. about his efforts uh, to, to grow that. So. Yeah. What? One more question, if you don't mind. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that want to start a podcast because they have things to say or there's a topic they care about. And maybe they, quote, think it's easier than writing or content creation. Um, so they want to do a podcast. What advice would you tell someone about running a podcast? Because you now know it is more than just your sit down for an hour a week to talk. So my advice is I overthought it because the way I looked at it, when Dusty asked me, Mm -hmm. um, I looked at it as like, well, I can't commit to something like that indefinitely because it's an indefinite commitment. Sure. Um, if, and if you look at like most podcasts, they, they go a few weeks, a few months and then they're done. Yeah. And I didn't want to be one of those. No. And I think the, I can't remember what the number is, but if you've been at it for a year, you're like in the top 80% of all podcasts ever. Wow. And that's it. Just a year. Uh, there are people creating it left and right. So just think of it as a, this is an indefinite commitment. So you be, better be ready for those days when, uh, you know, things are going on mm-hmm. and you have to have some content to, to talk about. Um, and so we've only been at it a couple of months. We're at episode, we just broadcast episode 12, Abby. And then, um, so we're, we're still new. Um, we just every once, once a week, but our thing is like, it's a drumbeat every week. Yes. So people count on the same day. Consistency. Yes. Otherwise. Consistency is king. Out. Yes. It's king. And it's also a separator. Yeah. There is a level of discipline to being consistent. And when you have that discipline with, you know, having this every week, there's probably 
consistency in other things you do and your discipline. So, and you just have probably a, um, a drive for excellence, I would say. So some would say someone, Abby smiles. I love it. Yeah, that's cool. Very good. That's good advice. Well, uh, anything else? Roll Tide. Okay. Roll Tide. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to edit that one out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We appreciate you coming on. I really do. I, uh, it was a shot in the dark when, uh, when I asked and you said yes. And I was like, all right. I didn't even have to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Uh, So we, uh, Dusty and I, on behalf of Dusty, I really appreciate you coming on, taking time. um, And hopefully uh, you got something out of this uh, exposure to a a segment of the audience that might not have uh, heard about you. Yeah. Uh, And so we will, uh, we'll make sure we post all this on our social media, uh, YouTube and uh, wherever you can get your, your, your podcast. Dusty will be back with us next week. We're going to record a couple more episodes and um, I think that's it. Thanks for your time. Cool. Thanks for having me. All right. Good day, everybody.